Are you ready? Ready, ready? Are you ready? Welcome to the Sex Show. Maybe you'd feel better after we have some dirty sex. Starring Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator, coming to you live, 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 live from the sexiest city on the planet, South Beach, the MIA. Have better sex. Learn better ways to stimulate your partner. Yeah, that works too. Find the G spot. Hold on, that wasn't in the script. It's fun and educational. This is the Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. Radio. Educated and erotic intellectuals, and what's up to all of y'all thinking about going back to get your GED? I'm Dr. Sanjaya, America's Ivy League educated sex educator, and tonight we are talking about sex in the college campus on your favorite show, Sex in South Beach, where everybody comes for a happier, healthier sex. Now, sex on the college campus is really important because there are millions of young people and old people going to school, trying to get their groove on, trying to get up to that next level. And during that time, they're also trying to have some great sex. And we know STDs are rampant. Sexual assault is on the rise on college campuses. And this is a great time, though, for young people to really find their sexual groove. Everybody is experimenting. I mean, they know that they're gonna go on to graduate school. They're gonna have eight years, 10 years until they're really deep into their career. So people are out there taking chances. No longer do they think, oh, I'm gonna meet someone in college and we're gonna fall in love and we're gonna get married forever. They're like, I'm gonna meet someone in college and we're gonna mess around and hopefully I don't catch nothing or come up pregnant. So we need to figure out how to navigate this terrain in America. Not only do we want kids to be able to have fun, get their education on, and stay safe, as parents, we also want to know how do we send our kids off to college so that they can enjoy this time in their life, so that they can explore their sexual freedom, and that they can also stay safe. Nobody wants anyone assaulted. Nobody wants to contract a sexually transmitted disease. And these are very, very tricky times out there. So we're gonna figure it all out today. We're gonna talk to a professor from Miami-Dade College, which happens to be the largest public college system in the United States. And we have Dr. Minka Brantley. She's a psychology professor, and so she really understands the psychology of our children in college today, or our young adults, rather. Are they really mentally prepared to handle the sexual risks and the sexual fun that can come when they're in college? Some of my favorite memories are from when I was teaching human sexuality at the City University of New York. I did it for several years, and my classes were always packed. There were tons of students who were enrolled in the class, always a waiting list, but what made my classes so special is that we also had all of these students who took it for no credit. We just had a lot of volunteer students in there. They really wanted to learn more about sex. They wanted to know not just about the sexual risks and how to avoid those, but they wanted to know about sexual pleasure. What is the right way to perform oral sex? Can I get herpes from just going down? 
and they really wanted to know if this girl says this, does she mean yes or does she mean no? And if this guy does this, does it mean that he loves me? We're gonna figure it all out and we're gonna figure out how we can keep our kids safe at college today. Whether you're a student and you're out there engaging your rights to sexual freedom or whether you're a parent and you're preparing to send your kid off so that they're gonna be on their own for the first time away from you. And let me tell you, no matter what you think mom and dad, they're gonna be getting busy at night. So it's gonna be a great show. I'm super excited. You know, we're also gonna have your sex news, our very own hot, 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 Holly Peno is going to give you the date tip. And of course, we're going to answer questions from the audience. So stay tuned to Sex and South Beach. We'll be right back. Yeah. Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, holisticfortlauderdale.com, and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.holisticfortlauderdale.com. Welcome back to Sex and South Beach. I'm Dr. Sanjaya, your favorite sexologist, best-selling author, Mother, wife, you know, everyday Wonder Woman. And guess what? Our guest today is another everyday Wonder Woman. She's a professor at Miami-Dade College, the largest college system in the United States. She's a psychologist. And just like me, she lives in South Beach and she has blonde curly hair. So you know she's about it, right? Give it up for Dr. Minka Brantley. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, you look so you? Pink. Thank I'm you. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> vibrant, loving it. vibrant. 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 Mm -hmm. Vibrant. Yes. Which what you need because, you know, being a professor at a college, you got to stay young and fresh, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, right. You have to know what's going on with these kids, yeah, absolutely, right? Absolutely. To stay connected. Right. right? So yeah. what is going on with the kids as oh. far as sex is concerned? Like, everything. Everything and nothing at all. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So I think they have these students who are on these two extremes. Those mm -hmm. who are doing a lot and those who want to do more, but don't know how to make it happen for themselves. Right, so they're like a little socially inept. Absolutely. A little socially inept, yes. right. Which the college experience kind of opens that up, right? We don't know how where we fit in, how we fit in. Right. We can't figure out who we are, so right. it's gonna happen sexually as well, right? No, I've often said, I used to tell my students, college is preparation for the real world. The reason why your financial aid is messed up, the reason why you didn't get your class schedule the way you wanted, and now you have to rearrange your work schedule, mm -hmm is because that's called red tape mm -hmm. and not everybody's <laughs> meant to cut it. So if you can't navigate through the red tape and the financial aid off, it's not, it's gonna be really hard out right. there in the real world, right. right? If you can't cut it here, you can't cut it out there. Exactly, Absolutely. so it's good practice that's for that. Right. It's that's good right. practice. That's right. So one thing we know the students are practicing in college <laughs> is sex. And so in just in your opinion, because you are a psychologist, do you think that the students are really mentally prepared when they, the average student, when they go off to college, are they mentally prepared to deal with the new level of romantic relationships? Because there's like this new sort of level of freedom. All of a sudden you're next to someone hot and you have an hour between classes Absolutely. and you're both close to 18 if you're not over 18. Right. 
So and, and often you don't go home to mom and dad anymore, right? right. So you have your own room and right. lots right. of opportunity. I'm not so sure that they are 100% prepared. You know, college in general is very difficult to prepare for. Right. And parents, you know, say you better get in and get the good grades right. and get into a good school. And they prepare them for that aspect. Mm -hmm. But they don't prepare them for some of the other things that are going to come along. And so that conversation about sex is often not had before they even get to school. Well, one thing that parents often ask me is they're like, um, how do I even talk to my kid about sex? They're going off to college and I want to think, I actually get a lot of parents um, who don't think that their kids are going to have sex in college. <laughs> She's like, Aww. but my boys are from the Dominican Republic <laughs> and they have values and we went to church every day. And I'm like, and how old are they? She's like 17 and 19. I'm like, oh, they've had sex already, mom. Already, that's right. <laughs> and then they get mad at me because I've told them that they're having that their kids are probably having sex. Absolutely. The, the statistic is something like 70% of 19-year-olds have had sex. Is that yes, accurate? yes, Absolutely. yes, yes. Three quarters, mm -hmm. basically, of 19-year-olds <laughs> have had sex. Now, what's interesting is about three quarters of high school seniors mm -hmm. have had oral sex. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sex is sex in terms of contracting a disease. You can't get pregnant from oral sex, mm -hmm. but you can certainly get a disease. Absolutely. I was actually at my OBGYN's office just for a checkup mm -hmm. last week, and one of the assistants there said she's scared to date because she's seen so much HPV in the in throat. The throat. Right. right. And I can remember when I was a professor at the City University of New York, we had a little memo going around that there's a there was a case of gonorrhea of the throat. Yes. And by the end of the semester, everybody had it. Absolutely. Because you have this small pool mm -hmm. that people are choosing from. Mm -hmm. So one person breaks up with their boyfriend and now they're with someone else and it's right. very easy to spread. And sharing of all types of things. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Lots of sharing going on. I think one of the issues is you say, you know, parents don't even know what to do. My kid is going off to college. What am I supposed mm -hmm. to do? And the problem is that conversation shouldn't be happening before they go to college, right? right. Before we're on the drive to school, that is not right. the time to have this very important conversation. Right. There needed to be conversations long before that trip absolutely to help them make the best choices absolutely absolutely so what does college generally teach I know I used to teach human sexuality at the City University of New York but I went to UCLA for undergrad and I actually mm -hmm. was thinking about this prepping for today's show I don't think I took a human sexuality class in college. I don't think. Yes, <laughs> I know. Isn't that? I, don't, I mean, in graduate school, I did. I did Absolutely. go to Yeah, at Columbia, I did. Yeah. But um, when I was at UCLA, I was thinking in undergrad, I don't think it was required. No, it's still not required. It's an elective. Most of the students we have, even if you are a psychology major or a sociology mm -hmm. major, health, any of the health sciences, that's still not a requirement. Students still elect to take that class. But it still looks the way you, you right. said it did, with lots of students lined up because they want to know. Right. And I know I teach at the largest medical school mm -hmm. in Miami, and we don't have a human sexuality class, and we are preparing future physicians. And this is, I give a lot of guest lectures, but there's no, we have a huge, you know, desire from students. They've actually signed petitions. They've done all kinds of things. And we still don't have the class in the city with the highest rates of new HIV infections. Mm -hmm. And the thing about colleges <laughs> is more than half of those new HIV infections are in people under 24 years old. So when are they contracting it? In, in college. college. <laughs> That's when they're contracting it. And so... 
really that it's not even mandatory is really discerning. I mean, it's like we're all born, the way I think about sex ed is we're all born mm -hmm. with these vehicles, mm -hmm. our bodies, mm -hmm. and these vehicles have to get us through life. And we're actually born with the ability to just crash and total our vehicle and nobody we don't have a just like we have to take a driver's test to get a driver's license but there's no like sex license although i think that's a really good idea <laughs> like, but there's no sort of license some sort of mandatory education that you have to have before you go on to have sex and we even take more safety requirements with driving a car mm -hmm. and i'm like wow that we're born with these vehicles that can really destroy our lives we can kill ourselves using these vehicles inappropriately our bodies and so huh so we're still not preparing our kids we're not mandatorily preparing our kids to engage in what i would call better sex because mm -hmm. sex when you get an std just can't be that great no i've never had a patient <laughs> be like oh some great sex unfortunately um i contracted herpes but the sex was really good exactly. it never happens no not at all um, that's something. Yes. I also think there's, you know, you're talking about it being embedded in the curriculum almost. Mm -hmm. I, I'm amazed that in at a medical school we're teaching future physicians about health and empowering their patients to be healthy and sexual health is not included in that. It boggles my mind if that's the case. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> it's, it's crazy and yeah, that it's not a mandatory part and so that's also what society is saying mm -hmm. or at least is we're saying that your, sec your sexual health is not very important. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because we spend so many public health dollars fighting sex problems. Absolutely. We actually fight all of these sex problems with our public health dollars. We treat an HIV positive person has access to Ryan White Health Insurance, mm -hmm. federally funded, paid through through our tax dollars. Mm -hmm. So we spend billions and billions of dollars dealing with sex problems, and yet we are not preparing our future physicians of how to have that intervention just in their one-on-one -on -one session Absolutely. in the office. So basically they're getting treatment after they've already contracted, but no preventative care. I guess Absolutely. that's kind of how I see that the education yeah. is preventative care. Right. We're not, we're not investing in that. And I think, I mean, I think it's a big problem just when people are not enjoying sex. Absolutely. So I know a lot of female college students come to me after class and they're like, well, I'm not having an orgasm or I don't yeah. know is something wrong with me because I think he's doing it right, mm -hmm. but it's not producing an orgasm and we're not telling, I know. So I went to Catholic all-girls school for, oh, I know, shocking. because so really sexually yes. empowering. Right. And I remember asking, our PE teacher taught us health. Oh, wow. And I asked her, um, what does it mean when girls get wet? Because mm -hmm. everybody's talking about this in my all-girls Catholic school. Everybody's talking about getting wet. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean when they get wet? She was like, oh, you'll know when the time is right. And so I just was wondering, I mean, and of course I did learn when the time was right, but the point being that mm. it was an opportunity to educate me about something. And one thing I would help, I try to help women learn is there's lots of things that you can do to help produce that lubrication, mm -hmm. which will help you enjoy sex better. And it's very important for partners to be cognizant of this. And I know when I taught sex in college, when I was in the classroom, what the students really wanted to know, because we can learn about ana anatomy and physiology mm -hmm. almost mm -hmm. anywhere, but they wanted to know more about sexual pleasure. How do I improve my own skills in the bedroom to help my partner? And how do I ask my partner for certain mm -hmm. things? Mm -hmm. And 
does this count as sex mm -hmm. or does this not count as sex? What is and what isn't sex? And those are sort of basic questions. Yeah. So they're hungry to understand not just about, like you said, what is a uterus and what is a penis and what right. are these things, but they really want to understand the practical aspect. You know, how do I use these things to right. the best of my right. ability? Right. right? Um, but there's this, it, I mean, if you pair together the age of the majority of college students, so already trying to figure out who I am and what does this mean, but then you also put that with the idea that we don't really talk about sex. Our own academic systems are saying, let's not talk about sex unless right. you want to on the side. So then how can you empower someone to say, you know what, this is how I feel. Let me have the same conversation with my partner. Absolutely. That. So we have to figure out how do we have the conversation and being comfortable enough to have the conversation. Yes, it can be awkward, but you have to have it. Well, in one order thing, to yeah, I really believe is that if you can't have the conversation, if it's too awkward to have the conversation, it it, you should. Awkward it's to too awkward sex. to have sex. <laughs> then you're not ready to have sex. That's if you right. can't talk about, are we going to use a condom? Absolutely. Who's going to bring the condom? If we can't have that conversation, then we definitely should Absolutely. not be having sex. We're not ready for that yet. That's right. Even the idea of coming up with a contraception plan. I've used that yes term in my courses and they a, a plan i thought we just fumble around in the dark and hope someone has a condom mm. no there needs to be a plan long before you're in the dark as absolutely to how you're going to protect yourself how are you going to empower yourself absolutely and it's a real developmental opportunity when you're absolutely. in college because if you can master those skills in college yeah. through graduate school and the rest of your Absolutely. sex life can only be better if you can yes. knock out those skills in college yes. and manage to get through college without contracting a lifelong STD or becoming a parent unexpectedly right. or things like that. There was research, I'm sure you've read it, two, I think it was about two years ago that um, they outlined the idea that people who are more comfortable talking about sex have a much more fulfilling and healthy mm -hmm. sexual experience. So if I'm comfortable talking about something that's important, an important part of my life, then I'm going to enjoy it more. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that's what this show is all about. Yeah. Sex and South Beach, that's what the book <laughs> is about, that's what the show is about, is to empower people with information to communicate about sex in a fun, easy way so that they can experience more sexual satisfaction. What's the point of going to bed if you're not going to have fun? Exactly. That's like going to the airport <laughs> but missing the plane. That's what I was saying. So, <laughs> I know. Um, and now, what's going on with the sexual assault in college? Because this oh, is really rampant now. Yes. Actually, um, there's newly released data that shows that the number of sexual assaults actually in Connecticut. Now, whenever I think mm. of Connecticut, I think, oh, Connecticut's got to be so nice. Yes. You know, those Connecticut, New Absolutely. England people. Sweaters. Exactly. And, you know. <laughs> Their sexual assault rates jumped 25% um, compared with last year. And MIT, which is one of the top engineering universities in the nation, they just released a survey showing that one in six, one of six female respondents has experienced some sort of sexual assault on the college campus. Wow. And only 5% reported the crime. Wow. So sexual assault mm -hmm. is really mm -hmm. growing on college campuses. I know that there were some students from Columbia, actually, Columbia University, my alma mater. Mm -hmm. And you know it's good because, you know, the president went there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and Dr. Stamp Ruth, right? Approval. Yes. Um, but Columbia University, one of the students there founded this organization. Wait, what is it? It's called... Um, carry Your Mattress Day. It's mm -hmm. actually, wait, no, it's Carry the, the Weight, weight. Day. Mm -hmm. And it's a national day of action 
um, and they're encouraging students, staff, and faculty of colleges to carry a mattress on campus. That's a real effort yes, because mattresses is. are heavy. Very heavy. <laughs> I tried to carry one in college, and I, it got stuck on the stairs. I remember that. But carrying this mattress on campus was a tangible way to show their support um, for survivors and ending sexual violence and the rape culture. And I know in Florida, we've had our own slew of problems, mm -hmm. not at my university, but that one with that big football player um, mm -hmm. who was standing on top of the table saying bad things about women Absolutely. after he was charged after with sexual charged. assault. Absolutely. So um, it's really, really important to address this issue because I don't think sexual assault equates to sexual pleasure at all. At all. And what happens during those times can really frame someone's sexual experiences mm -hmm. for the life mm -hmm. time. Absolutely. So uh, we see there are a couple of things going on. We, some of it goes back to this communication and having a conversation about sex. And so one of the things we're, that we see around FIU and at, mm -hmm. and at Miami-Dade colleges, the message that yes means yes and everything else means no. Because That's there are times, message. right? There are times where mm -hmm. she said, mm-mm, or I don't know, or I'm not sure. You know, we're not being assertive to say exactly what we want. Because a lot of these assaults are happening in an exchange where I know the person. We're on right. a date. We're, we're familiar right. with one another. Right. And so I'm not speaking up and saying no. Instead, I'm saying, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure I want to do this. And that to someone could mean she's just playing hard to get. Absolutely. And that's not what's happening. The person is saying no. no. So there are a couple of things we have to say no when we mean no, but the other message is yes means yes. Say yes when you mean yes. Absolutely. There are even some colleges now who are requiring students to fill out consent forms that's before right. they're having sex. Yes. And I think that's good because then it does make them have this contraception plan Absolutely. and it makes them at least think about think it about ahead it. of time mm -hmm. whether or not they're going to consent to doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and the reality is there a lot of casual sex does mm -hmm. go on in colleges. Absolutely. But there was a study actually that was just published in the Journal of Sex Research that found that the students who are having casual sex really have higher rates of depression, mm -hmm. lower rates of self-esteem, and higher levels of anxiety, social anxiety, and um, they actually looked at how the negative connotations affect each gender. And although the men were participating in more casual sex than the women, those poor outcomes were actually the same between both genders. So both genders were still having the psychological um, downfall Absolutely. that comes from casual sex. So we're, we are having a lot of the sex, but not really enjoying the sex, right? Right. We're having these exchanges with individuals, but we're not really enjoying it. And so are we doing it because it's a part of the culture of college or are we doing it because we really enjoy it? And I think sometimes we have to ask that question, you know, am I, he, am I doing this with this person because I think I'm going to really enjoy myself mm -hmm. or am I doing this because it's just kind of what you do or it's the expectation right. instead of this is what I want to do because I want to connect with this person or I want to enjoy this exchange. We also know that depression is higher and anxiety is high, higher when students come into college anyway because of the new right space they're in and the new experiences they're having. And one of the things we know is when you feel bad, making a big decision is not a good idea, right? Absolutely. So if I'm now deciding to start having these kinds of interactions mm -hmm. with them, it might not be a good idea for my, my mental health. Right. And if you don't think it's going to be fun, don't do it. Yes. That's exactly. always what I say to exactly. sex. If you're not sure, That's right. don't do it. You want exactly. a pretty good bet before you take those risks with someone like, this is going to be good and this is someone who I'm going to be able to trust mm -hmm. um, no matter what happens. That's right. 
And another challenge that's interesting because we're talking about how colleges really aren't mandating mm -hmm. sexuality education, mm -hmm. but the colleges that are trying to do more around sex are getting, in a, they're getting a lot a of lot heat of for this. Okay. Now the University of New Mexico, they're facing some serious backlash because they had the sex week initiative <laughs> and they had some seminars that were called how to be a gentleman and get laid and <laughs> sexy mamas and BJ's and beyond with Reed. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> and also, you know, the organizers of Sex Week, they said that they're not encouraging sex, but they wanted the titles to be controversial because they wanted to encourage attendance. And I think that that's pretty good that they're trying to, you know, go out of the box since it's not mandatory, mm -hmm. but they're catching a lot of heat about this. There's actually been a lot of political correspondents who are up in arms over this. Absolutely. And but is that part of the message, right? If we get people talking about us, then they have no choice but to continue the conversation. Absolutely. So even if they don't like BJ's and beyond. Right. I know. Guess what? People are now talking about BJ's and beyond. Right. And, in other, right. and at other campuses. Right. So if there's a conversation, if there's a movement, and if people are pushing this to be out in the open and to be discussed then it's gonna get discussed. Right, and I think it's a good idea. I know Clemson, they just did the same thing. Well, in terms of they actually had a short survey asking people how often they were having sex and how often was that sex oral, and they did it to faculty and students because they wanted to see what type of education that they needed to provide to the colleges. And again, everyone's up in arms. The parents are like, they're threatening not to pay tuition. And I'm like, this is a good thing. Absolutely. We know that it's happening, so what we, what we need to do is talk about it. That's the first step in helping our young adults, A, learn how to enjoy it, and B, stay safe as they go about Absolutely. learning how to express and experiment because they're pushing the boundaries. Absolutely. And I, is there this moral component? A lot of parents want to say, my kids aren't having sex. This is not happening. Right. But it is happening. And right. so they want to continue to sanction these activities with their children, but they're not able to do that anymore because their children have been tossed in the fires of adulthood. So they are young adults now, young right? They are young adults now. They are so young adults. it's time to prepare them for the consequences and the choices that are coming their way. Right. And that you, conversation starts early. Very early, early. When they first learn the names of the body parts. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you so much You're for being welcome. with us, Dr. Brantley. Yes. Thank you. No. No, it was really great. Uh, everybody stay tuned because we're going to come right back. Holly's going to give you some hot date tips. I'm going to cover the sex news, and you know we have our audience questions. So stay tuned to Sex and South Beach, baby. Yeah. It's fun and educational. This is The Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. Radio. in South Beach with your favorite sex educator, me, Dr. Sanjaya. And now it is time for our date tip of the week with the lovely, the luscious, the luxurious, and the super sp sp spicy, Holly Peño. Give it up. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Spice, spice, Hi there. Spicy. Oh, it's so nice to see you. Oh, you're looking spicy. I'm digging the hair. Oh. Super pretty. Oh, thank I'm digging your um happy days are here again. Thank you. Yeah, this you is sort of, my, of the fawns. My 50s look yeah. here. I'm trying to 50s yes. trying to anyway. Yes. You know. I think the hair might be the wrong era, but 
I got flowers. You got flowers. <laughs> I got you flowers got flowers. Of pearls. You're just a walking flower. Oh, I, I try. Yeah, you're a walking flower. <laughs> Today I'm good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, ooh, everybody wants you to light up their love life, Holly. You know, that's what the audience has come to depend on you for. Like, how's she going to, oh, it's college sex. That's a tough one. How are you going to light that fire? Well, I'm, I'm kind of concerned that maybe, maybe those out there in advice land aren't going to really like what I have to say today. Ooh. But let's give it a try. It's not let's give date it a try. Call, ooh, I mean, you know, because what's hotter than like that big beefy jock dude running around with like a tank top or no shirt at all, which mm. is my favorite. Yeah, man with no shirt. Is, mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, so you know, like you lust after the football player, the basketball player, mm -hmm. or, you know, that yep. studly college guy. But right. But I'm here to suggest Precious. that maybe you go the opposite way. Oh. Yeah. Maybe you go for the not so jockey types. The ones with a higher IQ, maybe. Not yes. that all jocks are dumb. No, just, just most of them. Many, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we know the ones that actually pass that law of football, right? If I you mean, play football for too long, you automatically get a settlement because you're going to be dumb. I'm just. <laughs> I think that's the way it goes now, right? <laughs> and I was thinking, like, you know, sexually speaking, I mean, you know, the nerdier types maybe don't get it as much as the jocks types, so they might be eager to please. Ooh, the eager you to know, please. They might be the ones that, like, if you take tell them the to nerds. take a trip downtown, yes. they'll be more willing to than maybe somebody who and just wants to bang And they can get used bang, to bang, downtown, bang. right? They could spend some time down there shopping. You know, learn stuff. Right, learning. You know, get some culture. They are all about learning, right? <laughs> so I got it. So date the nerds. Date, date the, the nerds. They date got, the, you know what? Engineers, the... the Whatever they do in college, I mean. Yes, get get ask them to help you with your homework. computer science, right? Computer yes. science. Can there. you help me? Because you know what, um, graphic like, designers. Yes. And, you know those guys, the ones that sit in front of a computer all day. They're just the itching that are going to end up being. And you know they're not all ugly. No. They're not no, all no, ugly. No. I've met they're, plenty of cute nerds. They're especially not ugly when they are the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Girl. Right. Girl, and not that I care about money, but it helps. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that makes them really, really, really cute. I actually, <laughs> no, I was, I was out not to dinner. Not their eyes, huh? Not, not, not their No, not. I was out to dinner with my husband the other day, and we met a little man. He was really little, like half my size. But, you know, at the bar, everyone's kind of the same. But then he went, he got up to go to the bathroom, and we were all like, Oh, wow. He was a small person. Like Tyrion Lannister? No, he was normal. I mean, when I say normal, I mean typical, like his body dimensions were all proportional. He just happened to be small. And okay. a man who's smaller than me, I consider small. Okay? So small. Fit him in your pocket. And so he was so confident, though, and he was so cocky. And so when he came back from the bathroom, I started talking to him um, with my husband there, you know, but we're fun people <laughs> at the bar, so we're talking. And, I, and um, he said something about my husband's height, like, wow, you're tall. And I couldn't help myself. And I said, oh, you're not. <laughs> and oh. his best friend said, oh, but when he stands on top of his wallet, he is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, three tall women in high heels came in to meet him. And they were all very attractive women. And they were all over him. And actually... Normally, when you see like a guy with a whole bunch of girls, I'm like, okay, they're not gonna be able to hold a conversation with these girls. But they were like smart, nice women. Like we got along and had a drink together, and they were all into him because you know what? He was not only a doctor, 
he created some medical device. Then he sold the company and started another company. And basically, he didn't have to work anymore. All he had to do was stand on top of his wallet all day. Well, here's a, okay. So we had a lot of time. The point of this is he was a nerd and he had a lot of time to spend on loving down the ladies because his big job was just standing well, on top of his wallet. You do know that they also say that in bed we're all the same height. This is true. I mean, that's this that's a saying true. for a reason. This is I true. mean, this is true. It doesn't matter if you're short or tall. That's a, just a matter of preference. And actually, a short man who goes right up to your waist is the right height. I mean, yes. <laughs> for I'm, some people. I mean, you know, I'd be probably more inclined to wear a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now it's time to get serious. It's serious time. <laughs> okay, it's time for the sex news. Now today, remember, we're talking about college sex, and our hot tip of the date was pay attention to those nerds, girls. That's They're right. They're going to be somebody. Right. You know, that jock might get injured. <laughs> <laughs> or slap you. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of that, the sex news today, a registered sex offender has emerged as a star player on a top-tier college football team. Can you... Uh, well, of course. <sighs> Resuming his athletic career after being expelled from the Air Force Academy where he was court-martialed for sexual assault. No NCAA rule prevents a person with a criminal conviction from playing college athletics. So Jamil Cooks, 23 years old, enrolled at Alcorn State in Mississippi, a Division I NCAA school, after being found guilty in April 2013 of abusive sexual contact in a court-martial proceeding at the Air Force Academy is now starring on a Division I school's football team, although he is required to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life. How we feel about that? Oh, uh, <laughs> I feel completely disgusted and completely unsurprised. That, yeah, I, I, you know, me too. Isn't that sad? You know, when you told me that you were going to do this show and I mentioned maybe we could talk about some of the rapes going on in the college. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I just, I have, I have a specific, uh, I pay attention a little mm -hmm. bit more, you know, mm -hmm. um, to, to stories like that. And it really just makes me sick to my stomach that these guys are getting rewarded. Because if you think about it, he gets kicked out of the Air Force right. Academy, as in the government Air Force right. Academy. And then instead of like maybe struggling really hard for the rest of his life, he's gonna go be a star football player at a college. Great. Let's right. get all those girls in in this man's path. And that's exactly it's scary. Good job, America. Yes. No, it is very, very, very scary, which is um, we've gotta figure out how to deal with and I don't think that this person, whatever the sort of sexual assault, when someone engages in sexual assault, they're not it's not for pleasure. They're not trying to, it's it's more of a power move. It's a, it's a power move. It's, it's an act of violence. It's not it an is, act yeah. of sexual pleasure. Right. Because you know what that's called when people want that stuff? It's like, you S &M? know. S&M? S&M, exactly. So it's like Bondage. a consensual agreement that you're going to beat me down and I'm going to be cool with that. Right. Right, but when it's not consensual. There's a safe word. It's There's no assault. safe word in non Right, yeah, there's no safe word that's... in assault. So horrifying. it is very, very, very disturbing. And so we really do need to prepare our girls and our boys how to be safe. And you know who is the top dog guy in this situation? The guy who hangs out with the football player and he's like, dude, you can't do that. That's wrong. And stops him. 
So guys, just because your friend might be a jerk and might take advantage of women doesn't mean that you have to play along. You can actually come out being the hero in this story, save someone's life, and be able to live with yourself for the rest of your life. Yeah, because I think you really are saving someone's life when you stop somebody from Absolutely. doing something like that. I mean, not just your friend's life because he could possibly go to jail, right. but the girl herself too. I mean, it's such psychological damage done when, when a girl is sexually assaulted that... It goes, and she takes that out on other people. Yes. It becomes cyclical. I know someone who is 65 years old, happily married for more than 30 years, and to this day her husband cannot come up from behind her and grab her because she was raped in college. And that is how he took her. And that still is such a trigger for her. So this is more than 40 years later. She's still suffering from the effects of this. So it's very important as parents... We need to really think about how to prepare our kids to deal with that, to prepare our sons to be heroes, to prepare our girls how to protect themselves, and also to prepare people. I think one of the most difficult things during this age is the sexual negotiation. Mm. How do I say, I will have sex with you, but only if it's going to be a monogamous relationship and only if we use a condom and I have a birth control pill and we take our HIV test and you go downtown. Right. <laughs> and, you go down. and you go downtown. Because that's very important. I mean, you know, and that could be both ways. He could say, well, okay, but you too. Right. Okay, right. you go first. Right, it's you know? consensual. It's consensual. Both it's consensual. Sides. Okay, so now it's time for our audience questions, and let's get down to it. So, we want to hear what's going on with these students. Okay. I know I won't get married until after I finish medical school, which is about eight years away. I'm of a religious background where nothing can enter my vagina before my husband's penis. Many of my friends engage in anal sex to get around this religious rule. And I probably will too. I know this is risky and I want to bring my own condoms to the party, but don't want my potential partners thinking that I'm a whore. What's the best way to go about this? Shut <laughs> the back door. That was a lot, right? That's... What is with people and their butt sex? Well, we actually, we did a show on <laughs> anal sex, actually, a couple of weeks ago. We did a show on anal sex. Ugh. And actually- Is that the one I missed? Yeah, yes, but Ugh. we did do your rule. Oh, uh, right, 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 yes. Holly's rule for anal sex. When a guy asks Holly to have anal sex, she's like, oh, sure, but you first. That's right, I get to go first. <laughs> right. And That's right. She measures out, very erect. Well, I haven't penis. actually done it yet because right. nobody's <laughs> taken me up on this right. offer. But I have been asked for butt sex, and I tell them, absolutely. But I get to go first. We'll go to the store together, you know, the right. adult store. And then and we'll measure so that it's the same size as yours. Right. You could pick out the color. I don't care. Just, <laughs> you know, as, as long as, you know, right. I go first. Right. Then you can have access to the back door. Right, right. After I have access to your back door. That's right. right. That's right. And that makes a lot of sense because... What the study showed when we did that episode was that women actually are not even enjoying anal sex. Most women do not enjoy anal sex, and they do it as a result of peer pressure. And that the girls who really do want anal sex are the girls who really identify with, like, I'm a bad girl, and this is a taboo thing. 
Yeah. And yeah. so... I, I, I think I might know one girl who loves it, but I didn't believe her, so I don't know, like... <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she was cool. like, I love it. And I was like, why are you messing with me? She's like, no, it's great. And I was like, I'm just not even going to talk to you anymore. So I don't even know, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, different strokes or different votes. Now, back to our, our, our audience members. So the okay. first thing... I think, I think it's great that you want to bring your own condoms because you know Absolutely. that anal sex is risky. And anal sex is riskier than vaginal sex because there is no uh, flexibility in the anus materials. There's no elasticity. How the vagina has elasticity so it can stretch to accommodate different sizes. The anus isn't so stretchy. There's no uh, spandex. No. <laughs> in the anus. Or in the anus. Or so, should there be? And You're so, not passing a baby through your butthole. So much more likely to tear. A few rips, a few tears. So it's very, very important this is a religious to protect thing? yourself. Well, that she's like going to you know, try the... When I was at Columbia University, actually, this was an issue. Certain religions, nothing can enter the vagina until the man's penis. And that means also that the women who are trying to abide by this religion, they're not getting their annual OBGYN exams Lovely. because nothing can enter their vagina so they're engaging in anal sex as a loophole a religious loophole they know that's but, not right they know but that is not right they're putting themselves at risk so you can still get an std don't do it so yes remember okay yes make him go downtown and that's all you do that's right and you adhere to your religion and then yes tell him just don't put the tongue inside no that's no right no. Well, I mean, it's cl clitoral clitoris. Yes, yes, clitoral, clitoral stimulation. Yeah, you don't gotta go to inside the and inside. And then I don't you don't even think I have right. a G spot. There's no reason to go there. Just... Absolutely, and actually, that's another study. But we're <laughs> okay. So the first thing is you really need to talk about it. You need to talk about it with your potential partner. Like, I will engage in anal sex with you if you decide to do that. And remember, just because your friends are doing it, just like Dr. Brantley said earlier. Just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean that you need to do it. Sex really should be about pleasure and because you have decided that you want to engage in this, not because Absolutely. it's the thing to do. Absolutely. And so first you need to talk about it and figure out whether or not you're really going to do this with this person. And if you are going to do this, then yes, tell him, I want to bring my own condoms, which I highly suggest because... You don't know if his condoms are expired if he brings them. You don't know if he's poked a hole in his condoms. You don't know if he even was really, you know, I always remember, was it that um, American Pie when they're pretending to use a condom, <laughs> but it was an Alka-Seltzer pack or something oh, no. like that? One of those movies. So if you're only doing it from the back, you can't get pregnant from anal sex, but you can certainly contract an STD. So you want to make sure he's really putting on that condom because you can't really see. I guess those females con female condoms wouldn't work for this situation, huh? No. Do you know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, the female condoms, but they're really created for the vagina. Right, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah I just, so if it's all of him. Poor yeah. girl. Yeah. I'm sorry for your pooper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so think about it. And so, oh, here's one from a very concerned father. Uh-oh. Okay, here's it. Ooh, my twin girls are going off to college, and I suspect they'll have sex. I want them to be safe. Do I really fund their condom supply and birth control pills? <laughs> that was how he ended it. That's it. Oh. So. Oh, I feel bad for him. I know, poor daddy's got twin girls. But yes. You know what my friend once said? What? With a guy, you only have one penis to worry about. With a girl, you have a million. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going to say that to my brother. He's got three daughters. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> three gorgeous, so beautiful daughters. Ooh. He's got a really hard future ahead of him. Oh, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. But yep. I'm going to go again back to Dr. Brantley. What she said is education is key. So hopefully this dad has started to talk to the girls from before the time that they're going away to I think he should absolutely college. fund their... Yes. Because I think He's that... He's got to fund the condom and the birth control supply. I might be wrong. I, I think so. I might yeah. be wrong about this. But I feel like if he does that, it takes the taboo away. Right. You know, if he says, don't you dare, I mean, that's the first thing that they're going to want to do. Right. And then Well, if he's like, here, here's... Here's some condoms. Here's some birth control. They're gonna be like, oh, maybe they're gonna be thinking about that the next time they they make a maybe, absolutely not the wisest choice in the world. You know? Absolutely, and I also think he can really help them with the whole negotiation process and discussing, excuse me, discussing the relationship dynamics. Like, look. When guys, I sometimes I have my research assistants when I talk at a college, sometimes I have my male research assistants come with me and they're like medical students and they're like studs and they're all hot because once you get into medical school, you're hot, even though you were a nerd in college, but now you're in medical school, you're a hot guy. And they tell actually the younger undergrad college students and the high school students sometimes we, that, no, we just want sex. We actually are never gonna marry you. We have no plans to be with you. No matter what we say, we will not even remember your name in five years. Ouch. And girls are like, oh, and they're crying, and they haven't even had sex with these guys. But the reason why I bring these guys is because it's a very different message when you have young men who are hot guys telling women about this versus me, a young woman, telling women about right, this. Right, right, right. So, um, so it's really important. I think from a male perspective, this is their dad writing, you know, writing in about them. He can really explain those relationship dynamics. When guys are young, many times they're just not mature enough to really value you. They just want the poo nanny and they're trying to get those panties and that's all they're really thinking about is right now. Um, and... Again, I, I can't argue with yes. yeah. Protect those girls. Protect those girls because, Daddy, you do not want to be a granddaddy before it's time. Right. <laughs> right. Let the girls finish college and then make you a grandfather. Right. And hopefully that's all you end up is a granddaddy. Right. Not like, <laughs> you know, the dad of a anything. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, something else. Um, this was a really good show. It was. College sex is really important because... Um, a lot of people go to college and a lot of people don't go to college and this show was for all of you. We don't really care whether you're going to college, whether you haven't gone to college, whether you're sending your kids to college. It's important for us as American society to know what these college kids are doing so that we can protect them. Absolutely. So we can make sure that they are having fun because sex is fun, right? Fun. fun. And that they are safe and that they are protected. I'll tell you, it makes me feel better about the world having somebody like Dr. Minka in there. I know, I know, yeah, I know. I really, I really enjoyed the things she had to say to you tonight. I know, so. I know. And I think if I was a college kid, I would go talk to her, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, was, she was super cute. Right. Oh, yeah. I know. Super I think cute. our crew wants to talk to Dr. Minka in there. Ow. Definitely not well, in college. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a great show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we've got to give it up for Dr. Minka Bradley. That's right. Minka. Miami Dade College. Holly Peno, it's Thank the last so Friday. Kill your idol. You can see the South founder Beach. of Shameless That's Burlesque. Right. 
burlesquing it all. And let me tell you, that's how she got me, you know? That's right. Snagged you. I was like, yes, I'm reeling her in. Yep, I'm reeling yep, her yep, in. Yep, yep, yep. So if you want to make your trip to South Beach spectacular, you need to stop by and see Miss Holly Pena doing her burlesque show. And Shameless it is a burlesque. whole different type that's of right. education. That's right. right. It's a that's whole right. different type of education up I could possibly teach you how to twirl a tassel. Yeah. Ooh. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Shameless burlesque. Paddle. Last yes. Friday of every month. Kill your yes. idol. Yes, yes. So thank you, everyone. Check us out on social media. Dr. Sanjaya, S-O-N-J-I-A dot com. Sexandsouthbeach.com. Shameless Ladies. At twi on Twitter. Shameless Ladies on Twitter. Uh, shamelessburlesque.com. And Shameless Burlesque on Facebook. Ooh, and remember that the best sex is always warm, wrapped up, and wonderlicious. Meow. Mm. <laughs> 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 Thanks for tuning in to Sex and South Beach. We'll see you next time. Ciao. Yeah. Yeah. Come on.